yet. <laughs> yet, right. Hopefully we won't have to cut a bunch of stuff out. I'm feeling good. I am still kind of tired, but after eating dinner just now. You got that second wind, right? Exactly, yep. yes. Like, the energy that the food gave me. That's spaghetti. That's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, punch the air. That's spaghetti. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, who should start? You won. Two out of Does three? that mean you start? One more. Okay. Two out of three. <laughs> you, you win. Start. Oh, so I start. Yep. Because I lost. Yep. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Research and Rewatch. I am Tara. This is Sam. Hello. <laughs> You're just being quiet. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, this is Sam, just like silent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Tara talk to her imaginary friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but we are a podcast, as you know, because you have probably found us on some audio site, uh, where we <laughs> rewatch our favorite shows and then research fun things about them. So, we're in season one, which is also season one of Winona Earp, which is currently airing season three on TV right now. So much like, has happened, Tara. Like, almost right now, right now. I know. Like, in an hour right now, so I think. So much has happened, Tara. I keep, like, on Twitter, over like, look at this, look at this, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that. I thought we were only, like, two episodes behind, though. But. Episode three's airing tonight. Oh, so we'll be three so, episodes yeah. behind. But I don't know. It's exciting. We're on track with season one. They got <laughs> renewed least. for season four. Really? I yeah. didn't see that. That's awesome. Good. Well, I think. <laughs> so, do you remember what this episode was called? Because I actually didn't write it down. Um, Hold on, wait. I totally know what it's called. Um. 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 Landslide. Aha. Okay. Cool. So this episode eleven, right? Yeah. Yes. Episode eleven, called landslide, and it is a doozy. This is the one with vampires. Sort of. They're like succubus, I feel like. I think that's a better word than vampire. Because they were yes. like, vampires. And I was like, well, they're not really going... It's more of a, let me seduce you, and then... Yeah, they have the weird thing with their eyes going on. Which is funny, because Emily Andreas wrote a show about a succubus. That's, um... Lost Girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say... Star Girl. I don't know why I was gonna say Star Girl. Um, I didn't know it was about a succubus. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Interesting. I know you've told me over and over again that I should watch it, and I think it's on my list on Netflix. I think she. I think she wrote some of the episodes. I don't know if she was the showrunner. Like, ah. I don't know if she had full power like she does with Winona. Mm. But it's pretty good. Oh yeah. 
at first I was like, yeah, I don't remember anything that happens in this episode. Same. And then the two girls showed up. And I was like, oh, it's these girls. Yeah. I was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, when they, the one scene, like, with the one guy with the briefcase and all the money, and they're, like, in his closet, and they come out of his closet, and then they eat off certain bits of his anatomy. They get inappropriate. Yeah, it's not pleasant to watch. No. Anytime they were on screen, I'm pretty sure I was like, um, I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, ah. but, I don't know, a lot happens family-wise with Winona. Oh, that's right, because Willa is a, I'm going off of your notes because I slacked this past time, like, a lot, but Willa's back. Yes, this is when, because at the very end of the previous episode was when they were like, it's Willa, and then this episode is dealing with the aftermath of, like, oh, it's Willa. Yeah. Which is, like, a bummer. Um, but I thought it was funny. I wrote down funny quotes, per usual. And when they were, all, like, all sitting there or whatever, Winona was like, here, have a drink. And Willa was like, I don't drink. And Winona was like, you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then when they were in the bar, and it was, like, half price shots or whatever. And yeah. And uh, uh, Winona and uh, Waves are looking, it's, they're looking for um, Willa and... They were like, shorties, half price bar? You think the drunk that she's drunk them dry yet? <laughs> uh. I thought that was funny. I think at some point I wrote the herbs have a drinking problem. <laughs> oh, I mean Yeah. Eh, it's it's understandable. Yeah. I feel like if I had to shoot and kill a bunch of demons all the time, I would have a drinking problem. Probably. Demons still look like humans too. Like Right? So it'd, like, really mess you up. I feel like it would. Like you're killing people all the time. Hashtag black badge therapy. Yes! <laughs> yes. They need it. Poor black badge people. But, I don't know, what else happened in this episode? Waverly was really sad a lot in this episode. Because she felt replaced. Yes. Also, like, her and Willa didn't get along growing up. No. Because there was that one scene where they were talking about in, like, they were talking about Willa's funeral or whatever. Waverly was like, yeah, like, Waverly was six at the time, and she was like, yeah, like, I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember, like, crying a lot and, like, eating a lot and throwing up all the food I ate a lot. And Willa was like, wow, that must have been so hard for you. Like, in a deadpan, like very rude tone. And I was like, I wonder what it was like for Waverly, like, growing up, if Willa's like that now right. towards her. Like, and kids are mean, you know? Yeah. So, like, growing up, was she, like, well, really mean to her? They dive further into it in season two. I think so, yeah. They go a little bit into it. I don't want to spoil it, but they do. A little bit. There's a whole, like, minor story arc on top of the major art. Haha, <laughs> 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 that was punny. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <sighs> it's been too long since we've podcasted. Right? It's been too long since we've, like, seen each other in general, well, I feel too. like. 
And so I wanted to knock this part out. Not that I don't enjoy this part, but I wanted to, like... Then we can just, like, chill. And hang out and talk and eat cookies. Yes. We may have to do a Walmart run for snacks. That's we're hungry after this. Because I don't have a whole lot in the way of snacks. I have fruit. But not really any, like, good snacks. You know, not any cookies. Everyone's going to love how we talk about our snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We're just too easily distracted. And it's always after work, so we're extra easily distracted. Right? What else happened? Um, let's see. We've been bouncing around a little bit. We could go back up to the beginning. Um, oh. This was a fun moment. Waverly was talking about how she was going to see Nicole. And Winona was like, oh, is Nicole your best friend now? And Waverly just, like, shook her head and walked away. Winona is so clueless. <laughs> For Winona, she doesn't have the best gate on. Really, though? She's, like, not picking up any of what they're putting down. And they're not being subtle about it. No. Like, they definitely make out at the sheriff's station all the time. They also almost got caught last episode. Like, right? you know, that staring, standing in the doorway, they're like, Oh, wait, what? We weren't kissing. We were just standing really close to each other in this door. What's up, Winona? <laughs> exactly! And Winona's just, like, off in her own little world, like, not even noticing no. anything. I thought that was funny. Um, and then Bobo gets those weird green sticks. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, like, dig them up or something? I don't know. I honestly don't remember what they were for. As soon as I wrote, ooh, creepy green sticks, I was like, yeah, I don't remember anything about this episode. They're for the last episode. Or the beginning Oh, when he... I don't want to get into it, because I feel like we're just going to spoil it, and we need to Right, he gets... That. But there's... He convinces one guy to, like, make something for him, yeah. and those are, like, the ingredients or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. I don't know. I thought they were really weird. They just looked funny. Green they look sticks? like Yeah, they look like glow sticks. Yeah, I remember them. I think <laughs> so they're supposed it's like, to be, like, uranium or something, like, evil. Because <laughs> that's what Bobo does. Sort of? Sure. Something evil sounding. <laughs> like, ha ha ha, these are my green glow sticks. I can't leave this triangle, but I can play with the uranium. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what it is. That's gotta be it. This is why I have the fur coat. For the uranium. Exactly. He's got uranium. He's got a fur coat. He's a classic villain. He really is, though. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Um, I'm very uncomfortable. That was when all the situation was going down with the two girls and the, the guy <laughs> in the briefcase. Ew. Yep. Yeah, they did, like, this overhead shot. Yeah, that just where she's has, just like, going to town, and he's... And there's just blood everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's not pretty. I was just like, mm, this is gross. Did you notice in the background when they, like, first showed them in his closet bathroom situation, there's, like, blood all over the tub and stuff? Yeah. And I'm just like, who was in there before? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe, like, they convinced some little bellhop kid mm-hmm. or something to, like, take let them into this guy's room, and then they just, like, murdered him in the bathroom. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay, so here's a question that came up. 
So, if Will has been alive this whole time, why does the gun even work for Winona? This was when they were out, like, practicing their shooting or whatever, trying to jog Willa's memory. I was like, you know what? And I feel like I asked that question, like, when I very first watched the show. And I also feel like they answer it at some point in season two. But I don't remember. So the question was brought up again in my mind. I was like, why does it even work for Winona? My theory is that the owner of the gun believes that the previous person in line is dead. Therefore, the gun becomes activated. Or, they just have to be Earp Blood. Because in Season 2, Waverly uses it at some point. That's true, she does. So maybe like the whole firstborn thing? Mm-hmm doesn't really apply well no because doesn't in this is a little bit of a spoiler but in like the season finale or something doesn't winona like try to use it but like, I think it, it also, doesn't work for her that's why i think it's like a you have to believe it's whoever it's gonna work for you or whatever you have to like think that you're the heir mm-hmm. for it to work for you because like as soon as she finds out that willa can use it and willa's there and she takes it all like the emotional power or whatever over her, she stops using the gun. And then it stops working. Well, she uses the gun, but it's dead. It just goes clickety-clickety-click. <laughs> Clickety-clickety-click. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yep. That makes sense, I guess. I don't know. And then cut to Doc Holliday trying to make his escape in the great pink chariot of dreams. The Hello Percy. <laughs> the pink caddy. Yep. That was so great. I also loved when he like what what's his name? Uh Juan Carlo. Juan Carlo shows up oh! and he casually loses his keys just past the ghost river trigger. Yes. <laughs> well I don't know what happened to him. They ended up over there somehow. Could you go look for me? I'm mighty tired. What are you playing at right now? I thought that that was, like, so smart. I thought it was smart, but it was poorly played out. Oh, yeah. I can't walk all the way over there. Can you? Doc, as a character, is not a good actor. (laughs) He's just like, um, over there somewhere. I don't know. Go walk over there. Oh, look, here they are. (laughs) Oh, I found them. Like... But I did think it was smart to, like, for him to check and make sure that Juan Carlo wasn't a revenant. But as soon as he showed up, I was like, OMG, this guy, because I remember him. He's super cool. Yes, he's, like, prevalent in season two. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, we still don't really know anything about him, you know? So I still have a lot of questions, like, who even is this guy? My speculation is that he's some kind of angel or something. I think I wrote that down somewhere, too. But, because he's like, I don't know. He's very, because he talks about, he's has, he does the, the magic trick with the badge. Well, it's not really a magic trick, but, like, he pulls out the badge, yeah. you know, like, out of nowhere. And he's, like, there to, like, correct Doc's moral compass. <laughs> which I wrote somewhere also. I was like, Doc, your gray moral compass is showing. Um, but he's there to, like, put Doc, like, back on the right path, I think. 
Right. And he talks about how, like, his people are, like, really against the revenants and, like, whatever. So my theory is that he's got to be some kind of angel or something. That would make sense. I couldn't figure out what he was. I was guessing, like, a Constantine type of character. <gasps> That'd be cool AF. Constantine right? is the best. So it would be cool if you were some kind of, like, magician or, like, something. Yeah. That he devils in, like, the mystic arts. Yeah. That'd be cool. He was a cool character in Legends of Tomorrow. I know he had his I've show. never seen him on Legends, but I loved his show. It's the same guy. I know. Same it's uh, Matt, Matt Ryan. They bring him back to come back and play. And I think they actually do. They turned it. They couldn't, like, I don't think they CW could renew, like, his original show or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think they turned it into, like, he has, like, a little animated show on the CW seed now. that oh, he's really? That he's the voice actor for. I don't know As that. Constantine. Which is cool, because, like, Constantine is great, and too many shows are about, like, brooding, annoying <laughs> characters. Like, not to uh, bash Arrow or The Flash, but they're both very, very repetitive shows. And, like, the characters are very similar. And, like, it's just nice. Like, the whole magic element of it, I think it's cool. But. See, that's why I watched Legend of Tomorrow. Because it was kind of a lot less broody and more... Yeah, Legend well, of Tomorrow is, like, fun. funny. Yeah. And then Supergirl's just as broody. Right, Supergirl started out fun. And then it just turned into, like, a melodrama. And, like, the whole fandom of that kind of ruined it for me. Like... Just with all the people who are, I don't know, it's rude, but, like, all the people who ship, like, Kara and Lena together, like, so obsessively, like, it sort of ruined it for me. Not, like, the concept of the ship, because I'm like, whatever, ship whatever you want, but, like, the aggressiveness that they had about it, I was like... It just seems like a kind of toxic energy that I don't really want to be a part of. And then I stop watching the show, and then I don't really miss it, you know? That's fair. I do miss Alex and Maggie, though. And then after you told me that they, like, broke up or whatever, I was like, well, now I'll probably never go back and watch the show. Like, what's the point? What's the point if they don't get to be together? We you should, we should re- redirect our focus, but I want to talk about that <laughs> later. Right. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, yes. Um. Should have kept your pants on. What's what I want to oh. talk about? <laughs> <laughs> That's when, okay, so her and dolls are going to locate the guy with the briefcase and right. the money. I honestly don't remember his name, so yeah. that's what I'm... I, gonna keep calling him. Heather is out there. Does Heather let him in? Let him in what? The bathroom? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, because I just heard a meow. I don't know, but it definitely sounded like something fell over. Should we go check on them? No, I think it's just your bathroom. Your door's sticking, so you gotta leave extra brute force. Gotcha, okay. God, we're distracted today. Right. We're distracted every day. Come on, this is our lives. <laughs> this, these are our lives that we're talking about. But, okay, no, that was when they're going to investigate mm-hmm. the man with the briefcase with all the money in it, whose name I don't know, so that's what I'm going to keep calling him. Um, and it's Dolls and Winona, and they, like, go into, like, this warehouse or whatever, and they find... 
pretty sure it's his dead body. It was him, and he was, like, hanging or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and Winona, like, looks at him, like, <laughs> you know, like, takes in the whole picture, and she's like, you should have just kept your pants on. And I was like, preach it. Yep, yep, yep. You know? You know how much trouble you would not be in right now if you had just not even exactly not even acknowledged those girls but right before that winona was all like zoned out and like moody because of willa and dolls was like you're the herb that i need right now and i was like oh my heart dolls is the best dolls is adorable ah he's like i'm a hardened teddy bear Exactly. <laughs> like, it's so sweet, because, like, it just even in this one season, like, you can see, like, his, like, attachment to her mm-hmm. grow, and so he goes from being, like, you know, whatever, like, I don't care about you, I'm here to do my job, and if you can help me do my job, great, to, like, he, like, really wants her around, mm-hmm. and he just, like, likes doing stuff with her, even if it's work stuff, and I don't know, I just, it's so sweet. He's it the is. best. I agree. He's the best. That was also, they got all seductively into dolls, too, and were like, this one tastes different, and kept, like, making out with it. Yes, that was super weird. That was another moment where I was very uncomfortable. I was like, ugh, these girls suck. But I also like how, um, why don't know, like, comes up and shoots one of them, the other one runs away, and he's like, I totally had that under control. And she's like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Let's go <laughs> shoot the other one. <laughs> I thought it was funny how I I don't think I caught this the first time I watched the show, but, like, one of the girls, like, tried to seduce Winona, and it, like, worked for a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you're not my type. Mm-hmm. And, like, I totally get that. I, I feel that on, like, a, well, you're an evil person. You're, like, a monster succubus kind of way, so you're not my type. Not like a... You're a girl, so you're not my type. Because it definitely worked on her for a second. That's how I read it, too. Because <laughs> it definitely... Winona exists! I know! <laughs> <laughs> it definitely worked on her for a second, and she was like, you know what? You're like some creepy... Succubus. Exactly. You eat people, so you're just not my type. Sorry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Or maybe, like, how she was kind of a white trash girl was not her type either. Possibly, that yes. That could be a possibility. As we saw in episode one, Winona does prefer blondes, probably. Blonde, hipster, coffee drinker type person. Exactly. Like a chatty, nice girl. Yeah. Not like a girl who wears a fake fur coat and eats people. Short, short skirt. Right. That's Winona's job. Exactly. (laughs) Winona's the short skirt wearing person in the relationship. Exactly. That's how we should define relationships from now on. Which one of you wears the short skirt? It would not be me. (laughs) I don't think it'd be me either. So should we dive into our research a little bit? Yes. I am. So I figured, since Bobo bought the saloon. Mm Mm-hmm. We should look into saloons, because, like, I mean, there had to be, like, bars and stuff before there were saloons or something. But it was a specifically western type of thing. Right? And it's fun. And the only other thing we could have researched about this was succubuses, which doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me personally. You know, 
I've gotten into some really dark stuff recently, like Jack the Ripper. Right, saloons are definitely more fun. Some other sort of murderer, some serial killer from Wisconsin. You know, he came up in one of my, um, Packer, do you remember that guy? Uh-huh. I was, so I've been listening to a history podcast, and they brought him up, and I was like, I know all about this. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god, I know all about this. <laughs> a nerd listening to a history podcast on content that she already knows about. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> Just tragic. So I read this before. But I didn't write anything down because I'm just a, been a slacker this week. Mm. That's okay. It's been a busy week. It has. So Life moves so fast. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? It's, it's Too fun. fast. Um, so saloons, not salons, I won't make the joke, because it's already been ruined, Heather. Um, so they serve, like, you know, the frontiersmen type people, you know, the cowboys, the lumberjacks, the miners, the fur traders. The rough, the ruffians, yeah. The miners, the gamblers, you know? Right, the gamblers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't go anywhere without them. Oh, good. You ready for some other names for the saloons? Oh, I'm ready. A watering trough? Bug house? Shebang? Cantina? Grog's shop? And gin mill? Interesting. I think cantina is my favorite out of all of those. Same, same. But that might just be like a Star Wars thing. Yeah. Definitely um, not Shebang. No. That one's probably the lowest on my list. That sounds like a brothel. Definitely sounds like a brothel. Probably was a brothel. Let's be real. Those were the times. Right. There's actually like a little bit in here about how like your entertainment was basically women who danced. And they did other things too. <laughs> and I'm just like, gross. And <laughs> danced among other things. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Not a fan. The Wild West was not kind to its women. No, it wasn't. So sad. Right? So sad. But, what else? So, the first saloon was established at Browns Hole, Wyoming in 1822 to serve fur trappers. Interesting. So what makes a saloon different from, like, anywhere else? I think it's like that bed and breakfast type thing. Because like a lot of saloons had like rooms that you could sleep in. So saloons are like the old time B&B. Yeah, but instead of bed and breakfast, it was bar and bed. <laughs> there's bar and bed. Um, and there's a lot more gambling. A lot more alcohol. I don't know, I've never been in a and b so who... I'm not bougie like that, Tara. <laughs> um, a lot more like outlaw type stuff happening. I feel mm. like they well, we are on the frontier. This is true. Nothing good ever happens on the frontier. Um, it was a term that was uh, started being used all around 
in the 1850s. Don't start yawning, because I'll yawn, Dara. I just yawned once. It was a little yawn. Oh. Yours was a big yawn. I shouldn't have watched. Now I'm probably going to yawn. In uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, there were about 150 saloons and four wholesale liquor houses. Huh. In one town or city. Whoa, really? Yeah. That seems like... I mean, I guess they they know... They know what the people want. <laughs> They're catering to their clientele. A lot of brewing companies started, like, opening up saloons to sell their alcohol out of. Which makes sense, because it's not like they had a giant distributor of alcohol. Yeah, that is true. It's not like they could just throw everything on a truck and, like, send it back east. Right. Right. Um... They'd have to wait for a train. Actually, wait, did trains? The railroad didn't exist back then either, did it? Not until, I thought the railroad didn't exist until like the 1860s or something. Uh, well, it still have to play into the transcontinental railroad because that's your big connection between east and west. Ah. But yes, I think that was the later 1800s. So yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. That they would be opening up their own saloons. Um, the Chicago City Council increased the saloon license from $50 to $500 between 1883 and 1885 to pay for the uh, expanded police force <laughs> that was necessary after all these places started opening up. That's hilarious. They were like, alright, so... Will make it harder for you guys to open up new businesses and also fund the police task force that has to break up all of your illegal gambling and prostitution rings. And bar fights. And bar fights. Can't leave out a good bar fight. Of course not. Uh, bo. Politicians frequented the saloons because of the, uh, adaptable social nature. <laughs> And they would, like, start basically, um, I think it's called, like, door-to-door -door campaigning or salesman campaigning. They basically just, like, go up and meet as many people as they can to get mm -hmm. elected. That's what the dude in season two of Queer Eye did. I know. He yeah. went door-to-door. -door. He had like, his campaign shoes in a box. I, I know. know. I've That's seen so the episode. Great. Let's make Ted great again. <laughs> That's what the episode was called. Um, excuse me. And then 1893 hit, which is the beginning of the Anti-Saloon League. <laughs> but then in 1895, the Women's Christian Temperance Union started, which I don't know if you know what that is. I've heard of that, yeah. Do you know what it starts? Huh? Do you know what it starts? Doesn't it start, like, the right to vote? No, it starts, um, prohibition. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because Temperance kept getting beaten by her drunken husband. Right. And then I think she went a little crazy. Yes, I think I learned about that in one of my U.S. history classes. I know there's I think one... it was my college U.S. history class. 
gonna teach you anything fun in high school. Not that that's fun, but it's, I guess, more interesting than the stuff they teach you about in high school. Annie Whitmire was the first president. Sure. Was she the crazy one who went after people with an axe? What? That I didn't learn about. <laughs> yeah, there's one uh, lady... I, I don't know. I'll have to look it up later. Um, but she basically was, like, so against prohibition. Um, also, it wasn't temperance. I misspoke. They just were against prohibition because they were basically tired of being beaten by their husbands who were drunk and angry. Mm. Um, but basically, there was this one lady who was so against it, she walked around with a Bible and an axe and would walk into bars and, and stuff and just start hacking away at the... At the, the Barbie drinks? At the bottles first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the Barbie drinks? No, Jeez no. Weeks. She just went after the bottles and started hacking away at those. And so, like, when you see that happen, I would just get out of the way immediately. Be like, oh, you go, bar lady. Right? But, yeah. Um... Um... Then it goes into the 18th Amendment and Prohibition... There was also, saloons started a free lunch. Little, little asterisk there. With the purchase of one drink. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, to sell more beer, mm-hmm. they just started giving away their food. Yeah. Which, they, like, that's, that's what, what bars should do now. Yeah, that's what they did. They were like, you know what? Let's get more people drinking in here. <laughs> You know what? We're on the frontier. Why aren't we all wasted right now? Right. And then... And by giving people free food, it would take more beers for them to get wasted. Right. So they'd have to keep buying more beers after they ate. I know, right? It's great. It's a smart business plan. It's a genius business strategy. I feel like that's why they do chips and salsa at Mexican places. No, it doesn't work the same. Never mind. I don't think that fills you up as much. I mean, I always end up being full before I get my meal. And then I have to, like, stop halfway. I'm, like, really into my cheese dip, and I'm like, it's mm. <sighs> good, but I need to wait and eat real food. Yeah, I think that's why they do it. <laughs> so you don't eat your whole meal, but not so you'll buy more drinks. But then, like, people, I don't know. Wait, we don't have to get into business plans at <laughs> restaurants. But the entertainment and saloons were uh, dancing girls, some or most of which occasionally doubled as prostitutes. Oh. So yeah, there's that. Many offered games a chance, like Faro, Poker, Brag, Three Card Monty, and Dice Games. Um, they started adding more games to, you know, keep keep up with the the competition and everything so they started adding billiards and darts and bowling and i think at one point bowling bowling was like a table bowling type of situation but then it got bigger into alley situations again i'm not 100 percent sure but i think i've heard that somewhere that'd be cool table bowling um some saloons included Piano players, can-can girls, and theatrical skits. So, those were probably, like, the classy ones. Right. Right? 
Um, the high-scale saloons. There was With alcohol. the upper crust. There people was who had monocles. Beer. The first beer that was uh, served uh, refrigerated was Bud Budweiser in the 1880s. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know Budweiser was that old. Yeah, Budweiser, uh, PBR, and the other one. I think it's Miller's Light or Coors Light or Miller or Coors or whatever. Those guys are old. Mm. I know PBR is like one of the oldest. Really? I think. Isn't that... That's like Pat's Blue Ribbon that all the hipsters drink yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's like $2 and it tastes like water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. I feel like I don't drink enough to know well, these things. I watched like, I, or I took a U.S. history class and we watched a whole documentary on beer. Oh, that's cool. It was very cool. It was like all American beer. And I was like, how does this relate to like the 1950s to now but okay yeah let's just watch a documentary on beer like okay that's cool i'll roll with it i have a book in here somewhere that my ap world history teacher gave me sounds fancy that i know it's called the history of the world in six glasses and it starts with like water And then it goes from, like, water to, like, wine to, like, beer to something else to something else. And it ends with Coca-Cola. And it, like, it basically just, like, goes through, like, a whole recap of the, like, of world history. Mm -hmm. And how, like, these big, like, centers of the world, like, shift with, like, drinks. So, like, the wine part talks about, like, Athens and Greece and, like... How it was, like, booming there, and then it, like, shifts to, like, somewhere else, and then it just... Tea is one of them. Tea and coffee are the other two, I think. It's, like, water, wine, beer, tea, coffee, and Coca-Cola. That makes sense. Yeah, and it just, like, goes through... I don't know. It's really fascinating. I haven't read it in a long time, so I don't really remember anything about it, because that was, like, six years ago. Um, But I remember it being very interesting. So that's cool. I don't remember beer being that old. But I guess it is. Beer is old. Beer is gross. (laughs) Beer is gross. You're right. This brings us all back to episode one. Wyatt Earp. He's in my little article. Oh, really? My boy's here. Oh, yeah, because he owned a saloon. He did own a saloon. Yes, the one in Alaska. Or close to Alaska. He actually owned a couple saloons. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't find this out until I read this article. So, you know, the whole, like, tombstone nonsense happened, right? Right. Um, do-do-do. They opened, uh, I feel like there was one before this. I'm double-checking. Tombstone. Oh, Wyatt got paid from the Oriental Saloon for being, like, a manager and a bouncer. Mm. And then when he went to, um, 
Idaho, your cat is very loud right now. I know, I can hear him. I'm going to stick my head out while you're pulling up that article. I'm going to stick my head up and see if he's okay. Is he locked in the bathroom? No, he's just sitting on the floor in the kitchen. attention. Heather's out there. I think. Yeah, he's just sitting on the floor in the kitchen, screaming at the top of his lungs. Well, here he comes. <laughs> he's like, please love me. So, why it ended up in Idaho. Okay. And he basically followed like the mining booms and he opened up a saloon that was actually a circuit tent circus tent oh that's cool right and he called it the white elephant and it became like a big old going down to the white elephant type of thing it sounded really cool like i wish it would still be open today right that would be cool um then they moved to san diego You want to come inside? Yeah. Oh, he's like, no. He's like, I want you to come outside. We're almost done, Percy. You keep interrupting us. Well, that was your last chance. Currently dealing with Percy. Uh, what? He's a mess. Well, just let him hang out out there. He'll just meow at us. I know. I figured he would stop if we let him in here, and I could put him in his room. He'd still meow at us. Nah, he's usually quiet when he's in his room. Unless he knows he was put in there wrongfully. When he's being punished, he believes he's put in there wrongfully. But, so then he moved to San Diego. He moved to San Diego. And he bought three saloons and gambling halls on, uh, one street. On one street? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Fourth Street, and then two near Sixth and E. My bad, I read that wrong. And on three different streets? Three different streets. They were all respectable. Oh. And then, Air quotes yeah, around that yeah, for yeah. those of you playing along at home. They offered a bunch of games, a bunch of gambling games, of course. And at the height of the boom, he could make up to a thousand bucks a night. Dang! What? I wish I could do that. What? I would. I would. I would be a dancing saloon girl if I could have a thousand dollars a night. Yeah, you know. Me too. I would be a dancing saloon girl if I could dance. <laughs> I'm sure you dance awkwardly. I do. <laughs> it's a good guess. <laughs> um, and then we go up to Nome, which we talked about Nome. Yep. Um, and then they Nome, go back Alaska. to California in 1901, 
with an estimated $80,000. Jeez, what would that be in today's money? A lot. A lot. And then in February 1902, they arrive in Tonopah, Nevada, where gold had been discovered and a boom was underway, and he opened up yet another saloon, which served all the U.S. Marshals, and, um, yeah, he just became really profitable from that. So, our, our boy was not only a gunslinging U.S. Marshal who chased after the Cowboys gang, he also just bounced around and owned a bunch of saloons and made a bunch of money. Dang. Did you find an answer? Um, in other words, $80,000 in 1902 is equivalent in purchasing power to $2,344,083.72 in 2018. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Oh my gosh. He was like stupid rich. That's not fair. Um, $1,000 a night is equivalent to $29,301.05 a night. I wish I made that money a night. That'd be crazy. He was raking it in. Mm -hmm. Who knew the saloon business was the way to go? That's what we need to do, Sam. We need to stop podcasting and open a saloon. What if we podcast while we own the saloon? We could do both. You're right. That'd be Why can't we do both? Who says you can't have the best of both worlds? Hannah Montana says you can, so. I mean, it sounded exhausting. Yeah, you'd have to be up really late at night, wouldn't you? Probably. But if we own a saloon, I'd just go full-time into that. So just, like, sleep during the day? Yeah. And just do the saloon stuff at night? Yeah. But then if we, we could be on opposite shifts, so we could be a twenty-four hour saloon. But then we see each other, Tara. Uh, How would we podcast? You're right. We need a third person. Yes. But if we do a full-blown saloon, we could then also make money by renting out the rooms to people. Yes. And we could have dancers. Let's not have dancers. <laughs> Come on. We're 21st century modern women. Let's not have dancers. I didn't say they had to be women. <gasps> Male dancers. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We won't have any dancers. Well, Equality. <laughs> we can have both. Nah, I feel like it's degrading. Oh, probably. To men and to women. Even though, like, some people say that I don't know. Some people say that, like, it can be empowering if it's what you want to do. And, like, that's cool. But also, like, I don't want to proliferate it, you know? That's fair. That's fair. So, no dancing in our saloon. Instead, we'll have theater shows. And and darts. Bowling. And billiards. And we'll have a little theater section. We'll have it all. Yes. Our saloon will be, like... It'll be like actually saloons are saloons are kind of like bars. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you know those places that have like the arcade games and like the food. The Dave and Buster's. Yeah, like that. Dave and Buster's (laughs) is a modern day saloon. What? My mind has just been blown. (laughs) 
Time of death, 9.08 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was also interesting because were, I was reading about, like, the different types of saloons. And, like, the British opened a more bar style. Like, this type of style you would see in a Western show. And then the Germans opened one that was more of, like, a beer garden. And it was more of a restaurant. So it was more of, like, how it was described to me. It was, like, a, a family-style restaurant. It's more acceptable to bring children there and stuff. Uh-huh. So restaurants these days would be more like the German ones. And they were called beer gardens. Beer gardens. B-E-I-R. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They serve alcohol and food. Yeah, so like a regular restaurant. So that means there's a restaurant in Epcot in the little Germany section called the Beer Garden. Meaning that that is technically a saloon. <gasps> they even what? have entertainment. They've dance. No, they don't have dancers. <laughs> they have like a tuba player and some polka <laughs> happening. There's a lot of polka happening. Interesting. <gasps> Disney World has a saloon. That's great. Now we have to go to Disney World. We need we to take do. a group field trip with all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all go to Disney World together. Who'll pay for it? I don't know. The listeners will. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners will pay for it. Start contributing to us and we'll go to Disney yes, World. Yes, give us donations and we'll take all of you to the saloon in Disney World. Hey, I know a bunch of history about Disney World. It could be a, an educational trip. Yes, we could do like a live recording from Disney World about Disney World. <laughs> Here we are on Space Mountain. that would be so funny Ah. oh my gosh that'd be great that'd be so much fun huh so what else happens in the episode tara what else did happen in the episode sam we've talked about morally gray doc we've talked about how the herbs have a drinking problem they take care of the succubuses. Um, yeah, they do. Like, they were not very formidable Mm-mm. antagonists this episode. They were like, here's episode. These guys are, but also, bye. Like, they knocked them out, like, halfway through the episode. That seems to be her theme, doesn't it? Whose theme? Emily Andreas. Oh, yeah, like, build up, like, this whole yep, big, yep, like, yep, hey, yep, yep. like, these guys are not gonna, these are gonna be bad guys, and then, like, oh. No, they're not. Nah, no, that's <laughs> it. Because it happened with the sons mm-hmm. and the witch. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, Willa shoots a revenant, like, right out in broad daylight oh, in yeah. front of everybody. And then there was I wrote a video down, of it. I was like, you can't just shoot people, Willa. <laughs> like, I know you've been in a cult for a long time, but you can't just shoot people. You're not allowed to do that. Exactly. And they got the video of it, and then Bobo was like, there are three herbs now! Ha! Ah! And was like super upset about it. I also like how, like, Willa goes and goes bang, and then all the revenants are going, Brrr! and then Winona and Waverly are like, alright, let's take care of this, and like smash the chairs. <laughs> Guess over we're the fighting guys. people now. And then. Oh, and then they all go back home, and then. Willa. Tries to drive a wedge in between Winona and Waverly. And it's very obvious. 
It is. Because she sees Waverly in the barn, and then she starts talking about stuff like, oh, why Nona, you've been on your own this whole time, well, you're not alone anymore because you have me, blah, 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 blah. Just totally, like, discounting Waverly's existence. So I wrote Willa Wedge Driver Erp. Nice. <laughs> Someone had to get the middle name nickname. Right, exactly. And so, and then that's when all of the government people show up. And oh, try to kill yeah. them all. And then and then Waverly gets shot. Yes. And, the and then Willa is like, oh no, who cares? We have to go catch these bad guys. And she starts like running after the bad guys while like Waverly is just bleeding on the kitchen floor. I thought that was stone cold. <laughs> what it brings up my favorite part in the next episode where they're like patching her up and she's just why well, Nona's like, it's okay, dudes dig scars. That was in this episode. Was it in this episode? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, do chicks? Do chicks? And I'm just like, oh, you got a bad for Nicole. Mm, she's in deep. She is. It was very cute. It was that was a cute moment. I mean, Why Nona still didn't pick up on it. Right? <laughs> she was just like, you weirdo, you must have a concussion or something, lol. Like, she just totally blows past wait, it. Wait, wait, did you just say kink-cushion or concussion? No, I said concussion. Okay. <laughs> I heard kink-cushion and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that wouldn't even make any sense. You're hearing things. I am. I'm very tired, Tara. <laughs> what else? Oh, I made a note. I was like... The herbs look damn good with guns. Yeah, they I'm do. not. I'm not a pro gun person personally. Guns sort of freak me out. But like watching them all running around with their like little handguns and like Waverly's got like her big gun that she likes to shoot people with. <laughs> I'm like, mm, these herb girls, they can, they can, they can rock some weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That was, like, a fun little... Sidetrack there? Yep, a fun yeah. little gay moment that I had yeah. right in the middle of packing and taking notes and watching the episode. I just, like, paused mid-putting a shirt in a box, and I was like, I should write that thought down. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Tara's digging the women with the weapons. Right. <laughs> What else happened? Is that um, it? I feel like that's oh, it. Also, do you remember that random Chinese guy that was just, he kept popping up talking to Bobo throughout the episode? Who was that guy? I don't remember him. I remember the modern kid who, like, recorded it in the background. No, there's, like, some little Chinese Aren't man. are they setting up a poker game? Yes. I think that's who he's from. Oh, like, he's there for the poker game? I think so. Okay. Because throughout the whole episode, like, Bobo's talking to this guy in English, and the guy's responding in Mandarin, I think. Or maybe it's Ken... May. The subtitles told me what Chinese, which Chinese language it was, so it may have been Cantonese, but whatever. One of the two major Chinese dialects. Right. The man responds in it. And then Bobo will respond back to him in English, and then the man will talk back... Once again, only in Chinese. And, like, by the time it got to the end of the episode, I was like, has this guy been, like, Bobo's assistant the whole time? And I've just, like, never noticed it until right now. Like, who is this man? We go back man? and there's just a little Chinese man in the suit behind him. Right? Like, the entire time? I'm like, 
Has he been here the whole time? I don't know. I'll ask Sam. No, I think he was just setting up or helping set up the game or something. That makes sense, I guess. That that makes more sense mm-hmm. than him just, like, being in the background and us never noticing. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, this is Bobo's assistant. Here we are in episode 11 of 12, or 13. 11 of 13. He's been here the whole time. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. Oh, and then this is also when they reveal that Willa and Bobo know each other. Oh, yeah! Yes, because he, like, saves her from some military guy who was trying and to And then Winona's like, right. bang! She's, and then and then Willa's like, no! Willa just, like, pushes her out of the way, and it's like, come on, we've waited 11 episodes for Bobo to die, and then you just ruin it! I know. <sighs> I think we need to sign off, though, because I think Percy's now annoying Heather. Because I think I heard, and then I heard a quit. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he talks a lot. (laughs) Percy. But, okay, and then the episode ends with Doc finally deciding to do the right thing and turning around and coming back to Purgatory, and then he gets, like, knocked over the head and just, like, falls down on the ground. Oh, yeah, he gets kidnapped. Yes, Doc gets kidnapped. And I also wrote a little side note that I loved all the use of tilts in this episode. There were, like, two or three, like, where they had, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the camera tilts or whatever. And I just thought that they were good. Like, whenever Willow, like, first runs away or whatever, like, she runs out of the house. And then I think one when, like, Doc gets knocked over the head and stuff, like, the camera follows him on the ground. I think so, Yeah. yeah. So there were, like, a lot of good... Like, I don't know. Mixing I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure how it adds to the story, really, except for making you feel, like, disoriented and, like, confused in the moment. Um, but, I mean, I liked the use of tilts mm-hmm. because, like, you know, you see pans and stuff more than you see tilts in general. So, I thought it was pretty cool. Right. Just a fun little cinematic. I've just finished my directing one class, so... Gotta pay attention to the shot types. It's gonna change everything for you, Tara. Right? Yep. I'm just, I'm, I'll be a director now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't, can't even say that with a straight face. No, I'm just, no. It's not my chosen path. (laughs) But, it was a fun episode. It was. I'm ready for the finale, because it's two parts, isn't it? Yeah. So are we gonna record it all as one episode, do you think? What do you? want to do i think we should go for it let's go for right? it. right we'll, we'll we will have to pick a day where neither one of us have to work though because we there's no way we could record like a theoretically two-hour episode at like eight o'clock at night no we both pass out by then oh right? yeah we'd be toast that's also hoping that we both watch it before recording too right yeah because if we don't then we have to spend like two hours watching and then we start recording at like 10 and then it just yeah so we i think we should go for it but we need to schedule it yes let's do that (laughs) we need to fit it into our busy schedule we have had a very busy schedule it's it's been a lot yes but we are still here. We are. We are still recording. We have not given up on you all, no. ten listeners. We had a we brief love you hiatus, guys. but it's okay. Right? Life and, happens, yeah. man. Life happens. 
sometimes you have to move spontaneously because your roommate abandons you. <laughs> or not move spontaneously because you're tired of driving an hour and a half to work. Exactly, or have a very planned move. Yeah. And pack up for that. So, yeah. you know, both ways. You have a lot of packing that you have to do. Yeah, we both do. Right. When's your last day? 25th. Ah, so I'll leave before you. You will. Ah. Bummer. You'll have to come visit me. You'll have to come visit me. Oh, I can't wait to see your new apartment. I think it'll be fun. It will be fun. But, I guess we should sign up. Yes, we should sign up. <laughs> Alright. I know everybody loves hearing about our personal lives. This yep. is what they, this is what they come here for. <laughs> Everyone's like, I've never seen Winona Earp, but I love listening to you guys get derailed. <laughs> Talk, Talk about, about random stuff. <laughs> oh my god, Percy. Oh, he's he's so needy for attention. Okay. So you can find us on the Twitter. We are research and rewatch. There's no end. We are research rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. Um, and then I'm Tara the Terrible. And Sam's It's the Real Ginger. It's, it's a real ginger. A real ginger. See, I always mess, uh, mess that one too. Fine. I know, like, the idea of it, but not, like, the actual wordage. Um, you can find us on iTunes. We, uh, you said you heard back from Spotify, right? We're under review. We're under review to be on Spotify, so. I should probably check on that. Who knows where that'll land. We're on the Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on our Spreaker. Our lovely host site, Spreaker. We should, like, advertise for them. We always talk positively about them, but they're, they are pretty great. Um... I think that's it. Should we start an Instagram? An Instagram? What would we post? I don't know. I just always see podcasts with Instagrams, and I'm like, how do you... Your audio, not visual. I mean, some aren't visual. Uh, uh, we don't have to get into this right now. I don't know. I've seen podcasts, like, like but they're fictional, like, story podcasts mm -hmm. that have... Instagrams, but See, it's like their characters Instagram, right? So there's like a novelty in following it. I listen to one about murderers, and so like they'll post the they post pictures of murderers of the murderers uh -huh. and then like other weird stuff has happened. Or if they go on tour, they'll post pictures from that. But I don't see us going on tour for a bit. Yeah, I don't see us going on tour either. I don't know. I feel like Twitter is enough for us for right now. That's true. That's true. But we'll see you guys next time. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Right? Yes. Keep your ears open. Okay. Bye. Bye.